This is a podcast from Rover. This is your Rex Rural Exchange. We are the first day pupils. Hamish Mackay and Rebecca Grease. Great to have uh, your company going nearly six years now and uh, helping farmers farm better. And of course, when it comes to safety, well, that's something that we could all do better. Since 2006, uh, incidents involving vehicles have contributed to over 85% of on-farm fatalities. Jeez, I hate that word. Uh, Getting farmers to spend less time, when you could do this, on side-by-sides or quads is one idea to reduce accidents. But who will get the farmer into that corner of the paddock or up that track to the top of the bluff? I mean, I remember doing it all the time, Bex on the old Suzuki Mudbug 185 and getting two-thirds of the way up and knowing I wasn't going to make it. And sure enough, I was going to be sat on my backside. But a bit easier getting off a, a, a two-wheel bike back in the day. All right, this is um, this is where, you know, uh, the drone comes in. Now, Noah Woolof from WorkSafe is running a trial of drones out on farms and uh, this is... Really looking forward to this. Uh, Noah, welcome onto the show. Kia ora. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you. How could drones directly help reduce farm accidents? Look, I think the opportunity with drone or UAV technology is um, is pretty promising here. So there is, the, I guess to put it, put it simply, the logic behind it is increased drone use could drive a reduction in vehicle use. Um, if we're thinking about farmers who, uh, you know, might have to do mustering, um, check on, you know, broken fences, check on water troughs, instead of taking the quad bike out to do those tasks, there is a potential to add another tool in the to- in the toolbox here, and that's using drone technology. So, um, yeah, from from what we're trying with this pilot program is we're running the first pilot from what we can see in the world, which is looking into whether or not drones can provide health and safety benefits um, and therefore reduce the amount of time that farmers spend on their quad bikes or side-by-sides. Mm. So how will the trial play out? I mean, what's what's the logistics of it? Yeah, great great question. Um, so we're working across sort of two phases for the delivery of the pilot. Um, so first we had to find 15 sheep and beef farmers in the North Island who are keen to work with us on this trial. Um, the good news is, you know, a lot of farmers, um, you know, they've, they've, either, they've, they've either got their neighbour or they know of somebody who is using drone technology in mm. New Zealand. Um, so we were met with a really, really strong response from the likes of Federated Farmers um, and Pamu Farms as well. Um, mm-hmm. So the first step for the pilot is to actually sign them up to Fleet Pin, which is a GPS tracking system which is installed onto quad bikes. Um, so that really will help us understand what the farmer's current behaviour and trends are around um, the use of their quad bikes. So for the trial, we need them to have to, to be signed up to Fleetpin for a minimum of 12 months so we can understand how often they're, they're riding their quad bikes or their side-by-sides. From there, once we have that 12-month baseline data, then we're, then we're providing training uh, to the farms um, and the farmers actually on their farm, which is quite cool. Um, and from there, they'll be able to use the use the drone for for a period of of twelve months. So we'll have twelve months of baseline data prior to the to the usage of the drone, and then twelve months of data while they're using the drone. And then we'll be able to see whether or not there has been any reduction in vehicle use. 
look, if we if we see a five or ten percent reduction, that's amazing news. But I think wider than that, we're really keen to explore what might be the additional benefits to drone technology. So if we're thinking about things like increased productivity, um, a reduction of fatigue, heck, even um, staff retention could be something that we could look at and maintenance costs like petrol costs for the use of quad bikes. So we're, we're keen to take a really sort of holistic view into this pilot to see what wider benefits there could be. Um, and we'll, we'll be running sort of semi-structured interviews with the 15 farms um, just to really test out some of those ideas. Well, right now, I definitely feel like for a lot of East Coast farmers, there would be wider benefits and we can't even get around our farm. And it's funny you talk about it, but buying a drone was actually one of the things that we discussed on our action plan after the cyclone, Gabriel, in terms of uh, making it safer because it's not very safe to to go out there and a lot of our tracks were damaged. So um, just in terms of being able to check the stock out the back of the farm. And I have heard people say that, particularly at lambing time, like doing a lambing bait, that if you get a cast you, a drone hovering over it is sometimes enough to get it to just wriggle around and hop up again. But I guess you know yeah. if there's a cast one, so you go out there and actually physically pick it up yourself. But um, how how are your, your guinea pigs going in terms of their training? Like how will you train them to use the drone and keep using yeah, it, not go, back, not go back to the driving? Yeah, yeah, great, great question. Um, so we're working with RPA Skills, which is a civil aviation authority verified training provider. Um, so we're not delivering the training itself, um, a, a sort of third party is. So he's going out to each of these 15 farms um, and essentially just, just spending spending a day with the farmers um, to to teach them about the drone, how it can be used, the ins and outs, but also, really importantly, what are some of the regulations around flying uh, uh, yeah. a drone up in the sky? Um, so something there which is quite important that farmers need to follow is um, under the 101 rules, which yeah. we'll be getting all of the farms under, is that they have to have a clear line of sight um, of the drone at all times. So what we'll be proposing is that for the trial, you know, that there are some really clearly marked, um, almost central boundary points where the farm can, where the farmer, sorry, can use the drone, so they're not flying over tree lines or you know over hill lines, um, just in case of uh, low flying craft and the risk there. Yeah, because it would be pretty easy to sit in the old Toyota Hilux there, wouldn't it, and just let the thing go? Because I imagine they've got yeah. a pretty big range, haven't they? I mean, they can well, they can go yeah. forever, really. Yeah. So you, yeah, you wouldn't be sitting, you sitting in your armchair, you know, having no. a cup of no, coffee as with your feet as that up would be. <laughs> while you're operating <laughs> your drone. Might be no, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so that, you know, I, I guess that is also one of the one of the barriers which we're keen to further look into a bit th- throughout the study is. How big of a barrier is that visual line of sight? Um, you know, regulation. It's, it's something which we need all the farmers to to follow. Um, and I, I believe some pilots. You know, once you get more qualified, uh, you can also look to get exemptions, but that has to be all be approved through. 
through the through the CAA. But this this test will be under the one hundred and one rules, so everyone will have to have that visual line of sight at all times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like I feel like on a farm like ours, that would be quite a barrier because we're hill country and we don't have any flats, so you know it wouldn't take long and you'd be over a hill. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, look, I definitely can see see the benefits, though. Uh, t- you know, in terms of getting guys, you know, in better times, I guess, because we are in extraordinary times at the moment in terms of access and getting around farms. Full stop. To better have that, maintain that um, line of eyesight. Uh, no, I just want to ask you. Um, you uh, you have a designer uh, uh, background, and uh, and uh, you obviously all over these sort of the newfangled ideas and uh, gadgets and everything on farm gee we needed you around when there was the three when when there was a thing called a three-wheeler i mean gee what a what a death <laughs> sentence that was wasn't it i mean have you seen any other shockers of things on farms like three like the three-wheelers um look not not in not in recent in recent memory um there's a lot there and i think there's a lot of things that actually underpins the the vehicle-related incidents and the high rates of fatalities that we see within the farming sector. Like the majority of the farmers that are overrepresented in the fatality data are those who are over the age of 60. Um, so, you know, that was a really interesting stat yeah. when I first started yeah. at WorkSafe. And yeah, I think, I think what, you know, what we're seeing there is that Farmers need to really understand what the risks are when they are riding quad bikes and just make sure that they've got all of the tools um, in their toolbox to really help mitigate them. And I think adding a drone into that toolbox, it could really, really go go a long way. So, yeah, I, I think I think there's so so much potential here. Um, so it's a pretty, pretty exciting space. Yeah, and I'm thinking about... Yeah, that 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 um, farmers dying of a certain age—that's that, quite remarkable. But I think back to when I was a youngster in the seventies, and it was—you could, you know—it was only a matter of time before you heard of a tractor rolling on the silage pit, and um, you know um, somebody would die, and we just sort of took it as, oh well, you know, that's one of the risks of farming. You know, you drive up over that um, mound of silage, and something's going to go wrong. Well, or your PTO wasn't covered, and your jacket got caught in it, and you know, we accepted too much. Uh, Way too long, I think, as would be a fair way of uh, describing uh, our attitude out there. But I think, uh, obviously, these sorts of things are an amazing initiative. In fact, um, Bex, we could get some farmers uh, who use a drone to maybe send in some some uh, drone action, for sensible, with eye line sight, etc., etc. Yes, we're not yeah. condoning breaking no, the rules, but no. yeah, some, uh, send us your best drone footage. Yeah, that'd be or uh, drone images. Of yeah. your farm, yeah. Or maybe be... you could, everyone could take drone images of their stuck motorbikes. Ah, oh, dear, oh dear, oh dear. Noah Bex and her husband Richard had a little bit of an incident with a stuck four wheeler, or was it two stuck four wheelers in the end? Um, no, no, it was only yeah, one. Was the, only the second one. one didn't get stuck trying to pull the first one out. Uh, I, I made that story up for one of my posts, Noah, so I might be in a bit of trouble. But uh, yeah, it, <laughs> it did look like, you know, and I'm sure that's a scene that's just been replicated uh, all over the country. Um, Noah, did you ever remember or heard about a thing called a gnat? No. Nat was a thing that came out in the early 70s, and it was the original three-wheeler. And this thing was a license to kill yourself. 
Um, people who still, there might be gnats. If somebody's got an old gnat, uh, I think he spelled it G-N-A-T, sitting in a shed anywhere, uh, send us in a picture on that, and that'll show us how far. They were sort of like, yeah, the original three-wheeler, so just as dangerous. And um, I had an incident as a kid, and this is how stupid, and this is how unthoughtful uh, well, it was we got the we got the old uh, my friend's Mazda Ute. We couldn't start the net, so we decided we'd try and crash start it. Well, I, I, I on, on well the rope, I went past the the Ute at a rate of knots on this net, feverishly pushing the um, brake, which turned out to be the clutch. And uh, yeah, all these years later, I shouldn't be sitting here. But anyway, if you if you do want to see something not to do, is don't ever have one of those nets. They're a terrible thing. Great work. This is a great survey, um, a great um, uh, project that is going on there, and I, and I reckon this trial is going to be hellishly uh, valuable. Get you to stay on the line, uh, Noah, and uh, thank you very much for joining us here on Rex Rural Exchange. When we come back, uh, Bex and I will wrap it all up.